0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome and good evening, everybody. My name is Adam Wilkins and you're listening to Souls and Shotguns, the weird fiction and horror podcast. Well, it's that time of the year again. It's Halloween season and while I was thinking about what to do for a Halloween special, I thought I would do it in two parts so that I could... I wouldn't have to choose between two of my favorite ideas and why I'm not going to tell you yet what's the second part, today we're going to talk about Halloween music. And what I mean by Halloween music is something that you could put on as a playlist on a Halloween party, whether you're doing some sort of a haunted house or just a house party or whatever. Now, I'm probably not going to host a Halloween party this year, I haven't gotten around to it, and the problem here is that I live in Poland, which isn't really that Halloween-friendly as many more kind of Western countries. Uh, I'll try to explain. In Polish tradition, we have a different holiday the day before Halloween, which is the All Saints Day. And usually most people are out of town during that time. They go visit their their hometowns, uh, their distant relatives and so forth. And... They don't often have time to have a wild party the day after. so if you don't arrange it early enough, uh you might have a problem. However, that doesn't mean that I cannot give you some advice on what music to choose for your party, or even if you're going to sit alone and and just enjoy the 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 atmosphere. It's something that is going to make your day a little bit better. Of course, you could just listen to Thriller and somebody's watching me on repeat, but I think I have a little better idea. Um, We're going to check out some specific genres and trends in music that have a lot to do with horror and just a little bit where they come from. And this episode is also kind of special because we're going to feature, for the first time, music of some band. Now, the band for today might not seem very Halloween-like, but I assure you they have a lot of great atmosphere in the music, not to mention in one of the videos um, there's some creepy, kind of Silent Hill-like nurses, so I think it's fair game. The band I'm talking about is a Polish, mainly power metal band called Gutter Sirens. Now, these guys have been around since 1992 and they released the latest album recently from which we're going to take a few tracks. Now, if you'd like to have your own music featured on the show and you think it would fit, you can message me on our official Facebook page or you can drop an email at source.shotguns@gmail.com. at And if you have any feedback or suggestions, you can contact me the exact same way. And before we start our first Halloween special, we have some news and recommendations. There's this is really cool indie project that I wanted to talk about, and I've been following it for quite some time. It's an independent fantasy steampunk movie titled Dwarves of Demro. Now, I wanted to talk about it because recently they dropped an official trailer for the movie. I have to say, it looks quite impressive. And the movie is completely independent. And they did have a few Kickstarter campaigns. I think it was kind of interesting because instead of just funding the whole movie in one campaign, they funded certain aspects of the movie. For instance, I've seen uh, a Kickstarter campaign for and practical effects for a certain monster. I think it's kind of fair and and transparent in a way because you know exactly what you're putting your money into. It's not like we're going to just put some random sum of money and hope that this is enough to make a whole movie. The plot of the movie is about a group of dwarves lost and trapped in a cave trying to escape. Um, This is pretty much what we know so far of the plot. Judging from previous promotional materials, I thought it would be more kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, judging that it was about dwarves, and I didn't really associate dwarves with very serious and grim atmosphere, and this is what what the trailer gives us. It's very claustrophobic, it's kind of horror-like even. So, if the atmosphere is as tense as in the trailer, it will definitely be worth checking out. Not to mention, it's all shot in just one location, which is um, some caves. I'm not sure if it's not some um, abandoned mine or whatever. And and I think it's much better than shooting the whole movie in front of a green screen. Now, if you're as much of a nerd as I am, you probably enjoyed this great PC role-playing game called Pillars of Eternity. And now the creators of that game are putting out a new title called Tyranny, which is going to be released on November 12th, 2016. It's a completely new setting and the story takes place in a kind of even dystopian, I would say, society ruled by, well, tyrants. And the trailer kind of made me think of an old uh, pen-and-paper role-playing game called Midnight, which was also about a fantasy world ruled by tyrants and some heroes trying to defeat the status quo. The gameplay doesn't look that much different from Pillars of Eternity, it still follows this um, Infinity Engine inspired uh, playstyle. Infinity Engine was uh, used in games like Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale and I believe Planescape Torment, so if this is your cup of tea, I'd highly recommend checking out this game when it comes out. And, if you don't know by now, there's going to be a Friday the 13th game. And it sparked a little bit of controversy in the gaming community from what I've seen. Friday the 13th is going to be an asymmetrical multiplayer game where one player takes the role of Freddy from Friday the 13th series and the rest of the players have to cooperate to escape from him as, as his victims, basically. Now, if you've played a little game called Dead by Daylight, it might seem very reminiscent of that game. Now, I don't know which game started its development earlier, so um, I don't think that accusations of stealing this concept uh, are based on any facts. So we'll see when it comes out if it's just, say, just by daylight clone or is it's its own thing. I've seen more and more asymmetrical multiplayer games recently. I think the first one that was really big. Uh, when it was released was uh, Evolve, but since its launch it kind of dropped, it went free to play and it's not really popular with players anymore. We'll see if the horror genre has more to offer. And finally, I've managed to binge-watch all three available episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 and I think it's getting so much better. Now, first of all, it got way more serious than the first season. It's not that the humor is gone, far from it. It's getting more over the top. But we can see some more drama and character development now, which is really cool. Like, deaths are not just played for laughs anymore. It's like, some of them carry much weight and even shock value. So it's not just all tongue-in-cheek anymore. It's like, it's getting more serious. Episode 2 was probably the most gruesome and disgusting of them all and the third one was the most emotional so it seems they are just getting better and better I hope this tendency stays for the rest of the season and I hope the finale will be as good as it was in the first season Hopefully this time with not as much of an anticlimactic ending Now, I remember one time in high school when I was organizing some kind of a Halloween party. uh, I just met uh, this girl that I knew that she listened to some uh, alt rock and, and some old prog and stuff like Pink Floyd and King Crimson. And I also invited my friend that I knew wasn't really into what I was listening at the time. I was really into metal, all kinds of metal. So when I was organizing this party, we were just about to watch some movies and maybe listen to some music and hang out, you know, chill. I wanted to create this perfect playlist that would just cater to everybody's taste. And then when we met and we started out and and we just chatted and and laughed a little bit, uh, it turns out that we all actually, well, except for the guy, uh, we all actually... Um, ...enjoyed a little bit of a very cheesy power metal. And we just ended up listening to, like, whole albums by Halloween and and Blind Guardian from the 90s. And everybody's happy except for the guy that was just, like, couldn't stand it. So he just drunk up in his misery in this situation. So, my point is, sometimes you just don't know what to expect. Sometimes you don't know what the mood will be. And it's perfectly fine to just... Uh, experiment and try something different each time. It doesn't really mean that you cannot have something prepared, maybe something that would fit the tone of this particular holiday. That's why I prepared something that I think would would fit in this particular scenario. Whether it be if you're just sitting alone and, and you just want to take in the atmosphere alone, watch some movies, and uh, maybe you're organising something, and you want to have the perfect soundtrack. So here's what I think about Halloween music. The first genre that comes to mind uh, with many people when it comes to like horror music, it's all sorts of extreme music, like uh, all the extreme forms of metal. However, I don't think that most kinds of metal fit at a party. When you take something like Judas Priest or, you know, oldies like Accept and maybe if you count it as metal, Scorpions or Led Zeppelin, you'll be fine because it's all like true and tested classics that everybody knows. However, the true horror music when it comes to metal you will find in stuff like death metal with bands like Cannibal Corpse and Dayside and stuff like that that have really... There's a lot of gore and a lot of like religious themes. These would fit nicely with the more extreme forms of horror. Um, It's basically the equivalent of some splatter gore movies. However, they don't fit in a festive scenario, really. They don't feel very holiday-like. We have to remember that Halloween isn't only about being scared, whether you like it or not. Most people are not horror freaks, they are not willing to be put through hell, basically, and this is the equivalent of hell when it comes to music. I personally enjoy a lot of this stuff, I enjoy death metal, I enjoy black metal, but it's not everybody's cup of tea, so... You have to be careful with music like that, you don't want to be this asshole that just blasts his favorite music and doesn't care about anybody. As I've said, Halloween is not only about being scared, it's more about the atmosphere of getting spooked and and uh, taking in all this uh, imagery that we got accustomed to. All the, you know, all the cheesy pumpkins and skeletons and whatnot. And with that regard, when it comes to meta, I would go to the basics i would basically go back to Black Sabbath, because believe it or not, if you're not a Black Sabbath listener, you might not know that a lot of the music is actually very eerie and unsettling, especially on the first records, and records like the self-titled Black Sabbath and uh, Masters of Reality and Volume 4. These are albums that have some really chilling music. Uh, the bassist of the of the band, Giza Butler, was really into stuff like the occult, and he collected uh, occult magazines, was interested in witchcraft and it really shows um, not to mention that you know the Tommy Aomi, who is basically god of of riffs, um, kind of experimented with uh, tones that weren't really uh, explored in popular music before. They basically admitted that they wanted to create horror music. They wanted to create something that would scare people. And it might not be scary by today's standard. It's basically kind of blues-infused uh, early heavy metal music. However, it has immense atmosphere. And if you want to go for a sort of theme of, like, 70s, maybe some a little campy horror you want to put on some, like, folk horror mu- movies, uh, this would be a very fitting soundtrack to that. And if you want to go one step further and really up the psychedelia, if you, if you will, I would go with something like Doom Metal. And not just any Doom Metal, the stoner type of Doom Metal. Now, it might sound very weird, you know? it's, it's not a very common name for a genre stoner, Metal and there's stone and rock too. Um, Well, okay, drugs are involved when it comes to this music, and the musicians don't really make it, uh, they they don't hide it really. Uh, With bands like Electric Wizard, you have uh, albums that are called Dope Throne and um, songs like Legalized Drugs and Murder, but it's all very tongue in cheek. But the atmosphere. Uh, And the aesthetic of the whole genre is really fitting. They basically take this 70s and early 80s aesthetic of this fear-mongering of uh, rock music and the occult and drug culture that basically kind of continued what hippies did. Um, It all creates a very campy, very cheesy aesthetic but it's very, very atmospheric nonetheless, and I think that it fits with something that is basically very campy and silly, uh, as Halloween is, in most cases. I would argue that these blues-infused riffs are more fitting to the theme of Halloween, with all the uh, cheesy props and plastic skeletons, than something like uh, death metal. However you gotta be careful with Doom Metal because there are more subgenres that might not be very fitting uh, for a party scenario. When you take something like funeral doom, which is basically sounds like um somebody slowed down the recording like two times, um it feels like well the name suggests what it feels like. It feels like a funeral. If you wanna feel like committing suicide instead of parting, well be my guest. You can you can find some recordings of Funeral Doom and enjoy them. The main idea behind the Stone at Doom scene is basically taking what Black Sabbath did, detuning the guitars even lower, playing even crazier, more psychedelic riffs, taking everything that was good about psychedelic and prog rock from the 70s, infusing it with imagery of campy, cheesy horror movies of 70s and 80s, and there you go. Another genre of music that has to do with horror is obviously gothic rock. However, people who don't listen to this sort of music might mistake it for something it isn't. When people generally think of gothic music, they think of, like, uh, church organs and um, sophisticated clothing and being very sad and romantic, and uh, they think of people like Edgar Allan Poe. However, gothic rock has much more fun background than it seems to have. Actually, gothic rock has more to do with punk scene of the 70s than it has to do with something like Cradle Phil. You could find prototypical gothic rock in early recordings of such artists as Joy Division or The Cure. But it wasn't really until bands like Sisters of Mercy or Fools of Nephilim appeared that it really took off. They basically fuse the aggressive and exciting rhythm and riffing of punk rock and mix it with a little bleak and kind of dark atmosphere. It basically sounds a little bit like this. You might be surprised how danceable this music is. You can really see that although many of these artists took things like the occult and witchcraft very seriously, uh, they didn't have any problem to play with it and have some fun. I don't know about you, but it makes me think of vampire movies, so there you go, a perfect mix. Now, if you enjoy gothic rock, but you want something more tongue in cheek, I think there's a genre that would fit perfectly in any horror themed playlist, and that's Psychobilly. Now, as the name suggests, it comes from American rockabilly music, which is characterized by fast tempos, and it generally has this very old timey feel of rock and roll. Think of something like Elvis on steroids, basically. However, Psychobilly puts a very interesting spin on the genre. They take rockabilly music and fuse it with punk, adding even faster tempos, sometimes even double bass uh, drumming. And somewhere along the way they thought that the aesthetic of early horror would be perfect for them. And it actually makes a lot of sense. When you read the lyrics and see some music videos of psychobilly bands, they usually have this feeling of old um, universal horror movies, something like Dracula and Frankenstein, And it fuses perfectly with this old timey feel of like 50s and 60s novelty horror uh, singles that would appear. So, if black and white American horror movies are your thing and you want to have something to accompany the the image, uh, I think this is a perfect fit. Yep, it's basically as if Elvis Presley rose from his grave and decided to play punk rock now. Now, you've probably noticed by now that all of my picks are from the rock spectrum of music. However, if electronic music is your thing, I think there's still a lot of cool horror-themed stuff that you can find. Um, Just a few years ago, this so-called witch-house trend was briefly popular. Although I think this might be a little too heavy and doom-ridden to really include in such an uplifting time as Halloween, don't you think? Maybe taking something that has a very long history in music would be a better idea, something like um, industrial, where there's a lot of dark, and um, kind of eerie music that's still very rhythmic and basically danceable, as I mentioned before. Now, although industrial music is not horror-themed per se, a lot of it has very cool retro imagery in it. And I think that if cyberpunkish ish um, dystopia is your thing, I think this would be a perfect perfect fit to watch some Blade Runner or whatever floats your boat, basically. Just to summarize, there's a lot of great music that you could use for your Halloween playlist, and I don't think that you should just restrict yourself to one genre. Basically, take whatever fits your theme, whatever fits your taste in music, and just have fun. This is what Halloween is all about. Now, I think this is all I have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Now, before I bid you farewell, here's some more gutter sirens. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with your friends. Um, If you have any feedback or suggestions, you can leave them on our Facebook page and also on the email address source.shotguns at gmail.com. Now, if you would like to have your music featured on the show, just do the same as with feedback and suggestions. Now, I'll see you next time on Halloween. I was your host, Adam Wilkins, and you have been listening to Swords and Shotguns, the weird fiction and horror podcast. Until next time.